0: Today, I'm interviewing Cardi B.
1: Why the are you laughing at me? Sorry, I just said the F word, Beat that out.
0: And I'm also interviewing Kim Kardashian.
1: And they just like love the vibes.
0: But for real though, I'm interviewing Natalie Friedman. Natalie is a comedian, actress, and voice actress whose impressions have been shared by the likes of Jamie Foxx, Kim Kardashian, Cardi B, and so many more. Gaining an audience of over 1 million followers on Instagram and regularly collaborating with big time creators like King Batch and many, many more. So whether you're a comedian, you're an actor, you're an entrepreneur, you're a creator, there's something in this episode for you and we cover it all. Here's Natalie Friedman on the Travis Makes Friends Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. you are doing it the right way anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Dyrdek, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening, because this is Travis Makes Friends. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Travis Makes Friends podcast today. I'm making friends with Natalie Friedman. Natalie, welcome to the show.
1: I've watched some of your financial advice videos. So as you know, I'm a billionaire because of your videos.
0: Well, you're welcome. So thank you. I guess. You're welcome is in order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: but no, you very have some really good informative videos. So. Oh,
0: thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Well, I, I honestly forget how I first came across your stuff, but um, I'm a big comedy fan. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's constantly like just creating and creating and creating online, I mm-hmm. just – I tend to really like their stuff if it's actually funny Uh and I watched some of your videos and was like oh she's like legitimately a funny person thank you and so that's when I reached out and tried to get you on the show we've been going back and forth for a while but now we've actually made it happen so um I want to before we get into some of the stuff that you know you're up to now I want to kind of go back in time because you know I don't remember my career counselors ever giving us the option of becoming a influencer and YouTuber and yeah. comedian in school. So that's I'm what curious. trauma does. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that will give you that. So let's no. dig right into that. Then.
0: Um, talk to me about, let's say nine-year-old Natalie mm-hmm. set the scene. Where were you in the world? What was life like for nine-year-old Natalie?
1: I like that question. Nine-year-old Natalie. Um, I uh, was probably watching SNL with my parents hmm. and like watching all that. And all are you that? afraid of the dark? And Nickelodeon yeah. and Rugrats and everything. And Rugrats was my jam. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely did like a Ask Jeeves search, a Ask Google Jeeves. search on how to be on SNL.
0: Okay, when you were uh, when you were young.
1: You yeah, were like kid. I thought that I could do voices. And I kind of would watch movies and TV shows and say, I want to do that. Like, I'm silly. And then I would kind of make jokes in class and sometimes inappropriate, like sometimes not. Yeah, Like, you know, I was still a good kid. If you're being
0: influenced by SNL, you know, and you're like 10. Yeah, I
1: was a good kid, but I think I – sometimes like would say the wrong things in yeah. class and the teacher would be like, no. Um, so I think it started there and then I like did dance and stuff. So I was on stage and like, I loved that feeling of being on stage. And then when I made people laugh, I loved that feeling. So where I think where were
0: you? Like, where did you go? I was in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. not a lot of- like, LA yeah. influence out in, in Minnesota, no,
1: obviously. I think that you know, my my mom really loves the live theater and thinks it's important, and okay. I, I think it's important too to just expose kids to all sorts of art. So, okay. she did a great job with that. And so, I would watch you know, plays and theater shows, and I would oh, also cool. think, like, I think I could do that, like transform into characters.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it started very young for you,
1: yeah. The desire started really young. What yeah.
0: about the implementation?
1: I started doing stand up. About ten years ago, so I wish I would have started okay. at nine. I'd be like, be better than Chappelle. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have
0: some experience. <laughs> yeah, sure. I yeah. wish.
1: Um, but you know, it's all hindsight twenty twenty, right? right? So I would just like write jokes and like Word Docs when yeah. I'm like 17, 18, but not act on it. Okay. And then started doing stand up in New York City. I lived there for ten years. Oh
0: really? Okay. And
1: went to acting school out there. That's
0: what was that was that was my next question. Yeah. It's Like so, if you had an interest in it. But you're growing up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Moved to w- New York. Was it like uh, your, your was your family pushing you to go to school or like get a real career or do any um, of those things before you decided to They didn't push to do me
1: to do anything, which is okay. nice. Uh, I have like very supportive, like do what's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. I think it was more the move to New York was so shocking. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like, you're going to come move. back after a yeah. summer. And I was there for nine years, but I had cousins on the East Coast. So it made it easier.
0: How old were you when you moved? 20, I think, 20 or 21. Pretty scary then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, To move from, you know, Minnesota culture is uh, slightly different. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, don't you know. Oh, we're a little bit different. Oh, yeah. I was like, where's the casseroles? That's what I need. I need like my snowsuit and just move to New York. And I was so like naive and nice. But I think I'm, I joke that I like, I think I was born a New Yorker. Because I just have that like, that stereotypical hustle and like. You know, drive and
0: we live here now, obviously. Yep, so, now. why, what, what made the, what made you switch from what West, made me West Coast switch
1: is a combination of things, more, oppor- a little bit more opportunities. I mean, it's great in New York too. Yeah. Um, there's also stand up here. So, I, the weather just, you know, wanting yeah, to be in the Mecca the and then I still go to New York for opportunities. So, yeah, I love it.
0: Which one's, which one's better, LA or New York? Oh,
1: that question. I, I just love the LA weather. Yeah. and the lifestyle. I all those stereotypes about LA people being more chill and not working as hard is so not true. Hmm. It's just people are people on in every different city and there's yeah. the fake people LA thing I also don't think is real. I think there's yeah. you can find real people everywhere. Sure. Travis makes friends, so yeah. he does that. <laughs> um and so sure, like there's Hollywood aspects that, you know, we all kind of don't like sure. and things yeah, like yeah. that, but Yeah, I feel yeah. like
0: New York is like somehow busier, even though LA is also really, I, I think it's probably just the concentration. I think it's, it's got to be what it is. stacked on top. Yeah, exactly. And then LA
1: is like this. So it's just, we're all in New York, it's like this. And Manhattan right. is, uh, you know, in terms of miles, it's smaller. Right. But it's, it's, uh,
0: that's the biggest difference. Because yeah. like, I, I could say, like, I'm, I'm coming to LA and it's like, well, what does that mean? Because mm-hmm. that could be like an hour and a half mm-hmm. of driving distance and yeah. you're still in LA, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, whereas New York is just like, oh, well, we can't drive in New York because yeah. it's just this tiny little area yeah. and there's millions of people there. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I love I love both coasts. I'm just checking to see if I look pretty and skinny. Okay. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Oh, We're good. Yes. So I love both. I really love both. What I- about the food? Ooh. You know what? I would love to do like a michelin star taste off i sound Mm. so bougie like that would just be so fun to be like (laughs) one of those i don't know what is that job position called when you get to a restaurant
0: reviewer Uh, like yeah i guess a critic
1: yeah Yeah. that was that was the more elegant way to say it um i've experienced good food on both coasts yeah for sure I Entertainment. think you just kind of like need to know people and, and they'll, you know, know the right restaurants to go to. Cause sure. I've, I've had like, you know, there's, I've heard some comedians that are in New York. They'll come to LA and they'll be like, the food sucks. But it's like, you went to two places.
0: <laughs> so yeah, right. like, exactly, exactly. The place
1: you went to sucked for you. But yeah. I think, food, I think the food in all major cities is good because there's that's so much true. diversity. And yeah. I think I've had like some of the best Mexican food here. I'll yeah. say. Uh, that's very true. Yeah. yeah it's so we're, good. We're and, so close to um, <laughs>
0: It's hard, it's, hard to, yeah, it's hard to beat. I've had much really to good act.
1: Italian food here and New York. So
0: I don't know. That's also fair. What do you think? I, uh, I honestly have not done New York enough times. Okay. So I would choose LA for a lot of the things, but I grew up around here mm-hmm. so it is it's more difficult to say because yeah. i haven't spent a ton of time in new york that's why i want to ask you because you've lived in both places and for extended periods of time periods yeah. of time too not just like oh, i was there for a couple weeks or a month or whatever yeah. um because I, I genuinely was curious i i would like to spend more time in new york i think it's a really cool city yeah. every time i've gone um yeah like if i was going to tell somebody from out of country mm-hmm. and they were like i'm gonna go visit la i have i have one week i'm gonna go visit la or i'm gonna go visit new york which one should i go to i would tell them new york Because I think you could see more of the city in a week's time and get a lot more accomplished. Like, whereas LA, like we're talking about, it's just like, what do you mean? What do you mean LA? Like Santa Monica, LA? You mean like Los Angeles? You mean like LA Live? You you know what I mean, Hollywood? Like, where are we talking about, Beverly Hills? You know, so I I think I would still recommend like, hey, why don't you go check out New York first, you know? And then make your way to LA. Mm -hmm. But anyway, okay, so you uh, go to, Moved to New York Mm -hmm. and go to school, you said? Mm I went to acting school. And so you're in acting school. What do you do during that time to like make a living, pay the bills?
1: Oh, we're going to go all there. Okay. I was a part-time, I guess, babysitter slash nanny for a family. And it was a lot of work to juggle all of that. And then um, I did fit modeling for a little bit. And okay. basically, long story short, if you're not familiar with what that is, mm-hmm. you are a certain size, you're a number size. And when a clothing brand comes out with your size pants in a new model, mm-hmm. you try them on for the brand. Um, oh, it's not gotcha. like I'm in ads or anything. Gotcha. So you're, okay. I'm the fit model for this size, for this brand. So I did that um, as well as nannying part time. And then I did some voiceover work and I just kept And going climbing. to school. Yeah, and I yeah. just kept climbing out of, you know, the gigs to try to get full time comedy, and then I started doing social media. Uh, I was a little late to the party, I think, compared to some of my peers. Like okay. I started flying here and doing collaborations with some of the creators okay. out here. Well, and, around
0: and, what year is this?
1: Um, it was sporadic, but I think I really started hustling with it maybe 2015.
0: Twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen. So it is like a few like years. Like I had after an Instagram account, yeah. of course. Sure, I had sure. a Facebook
1: account, but then I was really like, Oh, um, you know, I could do a stand up show, but I I also want a following too. And yeah, then yeah. I saw what jokes they really liked and I'm like I should like do impressions in my videos because mm. that gets big laughs live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it kind of just kept evolving. I would do more trips out here, more collabs, and then you just slowly climb out of the side hustles as, as a I lot of people as a lot of people know that have side jobs that yeah. you know they they want to get out of eventually that are just temporary. You just kind of slowly get out of it. It's different for everybody, but uh, it, it it does feel really good to look back on and be like wow i did that like, yeah, cuz i right? when you're sitting in it you're you're dreaming about this right. and then if you have a stressful day right now it's like no but just remember when like
0: right Exactly. Yeah, Remember shot. where you Those came from. Those kids are probably grown up now. Yeah, there's a concept of, um, <laughs> uh, there's an author named Ben Hardy and he talks about, he has a book called The Gap and the Gain. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept is talking about how most people, we, we tend to as, as especially if you're more of an overachiever or mm-hmm. you're somebody who has a lot of big goals and dreams and ambition in life, you tend to always look at uh, the the gap. Yeah. The, like what's, what stands in between where you are now and where you wanna be. Yeah. Rather than looking back and seeing the gain and, and like being uh, thankful and grateful and and, and yeah. excited about where you came from and the fact that you're yeah. not back there anymore. You're not going to school and banging your head against the wall, being yeah. a nanny and doing this side job and that gig and this model thing and this thing and just like scraping pennies together just yeah. to try to live a portion of your dreams, you know, what I yeah. mean? and then you do all that work and for an extended period of time. And then because you still keep moving the goalpost, it feels like you haven't done anything.
1: Yeah, you know but what I it's, mean? it's every day counts, every brick counts, like right. you said. And gratitude is so important. We hear it on all the podcasts that that's such an important daily routine, mm-hmm. even if it's if it's thinking it to yourself, if it's writing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important to look back and watch your growth and see where you can improve. And Yeah. yeah.
0: Can't be grateful and anxious at the same time. Yeah,
1: you know? that's a good you know. one.
0: Constantly. Can
1: you voice audio that to me? So I can just replay <laughs> yeah. it because you said that really good. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's. Yeah. It's just. It's. You, you have to. You have to take time to do it, but yeah, I'm not gonna. Not gonna keep talking about that because, like you said, every yeah. podcaster talks about it. But the, but great, the, the reason, the reason that's there's a reason they do, right? There's because it works. About it, it's like, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah,
1: you gotta. Your brain has to focus on that, and then you get more of it.
0: Right. So, was there ever a time during that hard period where you ever thought about, like, you know? getting a real job or were you just like so committed to figuring this thing out in some capacity that it never even crossed your mind?
1: I like that question. I I think I, I never really thought about a plan B. Okay. Um, although that pill works great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's effective, I think. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so far. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's worked out um, in my favor. <laughs> well, I got two kids, so. <laughs> yeah, you don't know about that. Um, but I I never really was like, you know what, if this doesn't work out, I'll be a doctor. I, I never really fully explored different options. Okay. Because I I thought I was, in. you know, you just kind of think you're invincible. I'm in my young 20s, sure. and I'm like, this is going to work. Sure. And then you see a little bit of results, and you're mm-hmm. like, this is going to work.
0: This is going to work. Were you, you trying – was there a specific goal in mind, like – I, I want to be a stand-up comic, or I want to get on SNL, or I want to, you know, act in comedy movies or act in dramas. Or was there ever like a this is like the ideal?
1: I think it's a combination of things. I really looked up to some of my peers, like Amy Schumer. She went to the same acting school as me, and oh, I what? saw that she had her own show. She did stand-up. She was touring. She was in movies. You know she mm-hmm. uh, she also did Broadway. Like that's she's just so well-rounded as an actress. Yeah. And so I'm like all of those things. You yeah. know. Um, I would love to have my own TV show. Be on other, what you know, type of TV show. Uh, it would be a comedy, probably like, like a, a
0: sitcom or like
1: sitcom or like a very updated sketch show.
0: Of like a like a Chappelle show type thing. Yeah, like a yeah. And I thought
1: that Key and Peele did amazing Chappelle show inside Amy Schumer. Yeah. In Living Color,
0: of course, um, SNL you know was really good. They, um, isn't, uh, doing it anymore. Is um, Nick Kroll. Okay. Yeah. Show. I saw his. The Cruel Show. I yeah. Some hilarious. really
1: good sketches. I yeah. watched those with my parents. But yeah, yeah I think that uh, I have so many different goals. I'd also love to produce and direct. I think I have a good, like, director's mind. And yeah. so a lot of different things that I know over a span of, you know, if I'm doing this till I'm 85, I have a lot of time, which Gary Vee always says, like, you have so much time. It's true. Like,
0: so, like, just be patient. You're young as fuck. Just be yeah.
1: patient. Uh-huh. And your parents are like, hurry, your clock is ticking. Right. And you're like,
0: but Gary D said,
1: <laughs>
0: what? Gary says I could be an entrepreneur at 78. Yeah, Gary says yeah. I
1: could take my time. No, you need to meet somebody and have baby. baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think that uh, a lot of different goals and and like producing and writing and all that stuff is so fun. And then you see the final product on TV or whether yeah. it's a movie or a TV show, it's just magic.
0: What do you enjoy the most right now?
1: Uh, I'm really writing a lot of new stand-up okay and i had i I had two shows this week and it's just it's just magical when you try a new joke and it you are excited about it and then it's new and it works and then you mix it in with your old material it's Mm -hmm. it's invigorating it's it's never ending you're never done with stand-up you're never even the veterans that i look up to they're always working on it they're always getting excited and so i like i like that right now i'm really diving in um Especially with the strike, which, mm-hmm. you know, paying respect to that. But it, it's able it's enabled me to sort of focus on the
0: stand-up a little yeah, more. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, you got to. Yeah. You're, you're writing your own stuff. You can perform your own stuff. And yeah. And that's also the nice thing about having YouTube and Instagram and these yeah. other things. Is like You can just, you can keep working and yeah. keep making money doing these other things while still, like, you know, paying respect to the thing that is. Yeah is what everybody's is what is on everybody's mind that mm-hmm. lives anywhere near this zip code you know what yeah. I mean when you're talking about even the the legends still are working on it uh all their stuff all the time uh we went and watched tom segura recently when he Uh came through vegas and it happened to be on my birthday so i had a bunch of friends in town we all went and watched him and i just watched his stand-up special Mm -hmm. uh that he just came out with uh, sledgehammer Mm -hmm. and so we go to the show and i i knew i was figuring that a lot of the material would be different but and or that he would do some crowd work or something um but some of it would be maybe overlapping because Mm -hmm. the special just came out you know we went to it we went to the show he probably did like 75 minutes of all brand new mm-hmm. material that I'd never heard of. No crowd work at all. Just like completely wow. just an over an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's what makes people like him great, great at what they do. That's great He is just constantly, constantly, constantly working out new material, yeah. coming up with new bits, touring, testing it out, scrapping stuff, adding stuff, putting stuff that's back amazing. in and just coming up with. The next hour, you yeah, know what I mean, which is just cra- it was it blew my mind that it was just like wow, you just did a over an hour of brand wow. new shit mm-hmm. when you just you just did this like mm-hmm. three weeks ago, and yeah, had, this is like so you've been working on all of this other stuff while you're working on that. It was just like
1: that's mind blowing, yeah. And
0: he you have the podcast, multiple podcasts, yeah. the podcast network, and yeah. I was just like that's that is a true professional you yeah know, to your point
1: you're like yeah. Natalie now the question is are you that are you doing that you just cut the part where you said his name and then just make it like yeah, that, that was, was yours no that was you. Yeah. um no I I think that's incredible when you see a comedian in the next time but you know uh, I think sometimes people ask me like so when you go on tour do you do the same stuff and it's it's similar to being a musician right you put out an album you are gonna play those same songs sure Taylor Swift is probably doing most of the same songs and Beyonce. And, you know, so um, I had a friend say like, I went to this comedian show, then a month later I went because my friends wanted to go and he did the same jokes. And I was like, well, that's still his tour and (laughs) he's working on it for a reason. And he's saying it over and over again for a reason. Both are impressive. Like that's amazing. And I want to be able to like, just pump out new stuff and yeah. then there's certain bits where i'm like i have to keep saying these over and over again to get the wording just right and i'll flip some words and i'll move stuff around yeah. or i'll like pause i'm like maybe i need to just be make a facial expression at this part and it will hmm. make it pop more and then there's some new stuff and then there's like a joke that you know is kind of like a classic core joke that i've been doing for a few years That yeah. so it's kind of like always a work in progress always and you
0: do a lot of uh, impressions in your stand-up too right mm-hmm. yeah yeah what, what are some of your favorite impressions to do
1: um, I like doing all of them. I like it if the crowd is having a good time. Okay. So I would say like my Kim Kardashian is just a classic. It's one of the first ones that I started doing. And they just like love the vibes. And like I can do some of her – like I do her sister, Courtney. I can do that too. <laughs> and like sometimes I just have like the sisters talking to each other. <laughs> They love that. Um, oh, and then if something's like in the news current, you know, sure. I'll, I'll do that. And it's interesting too. Just the other beautiful thing about comedy is every audience is different every night. There's mm. this subjective, unexplainable, different energy every night. Yeah. And you kind of use your gut and you're like, I'm not going to do the Trump impression tonight. Like you look around (laughs) or like I am, or like I'm going to try this or I'm not. And and that's also the never ending thing. So sometimes I'll come to the club and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do this joke until I get there and look at the audience. And I don't even know what that means. I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm just looking around the room like, okay, it's, looking like this okay it looks like the united nations tonight so i'm (laughs) gonna do this joke and um yeah so it just it depends on the comedian and then if 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 a comic is working a specific set for a reason they won't they might not waver that no matter what the audience looks like so it just kind of depends on everyone's process
0: when when was like a time that you what, what or was there a time that you just bombed really bad that made you be like why am i even doing this
1: yeah yeah i think if i didn't have shows like that then I, i'd be a wuss you yeah. know so i, I have every I had, single
0: comic has. Yeah, yeah
1: i've had those moments and you're just uh i would be surprised if not every comedian has said in, in the beginning stages like i don't know if i want to do this anymore
0: yeah yeah i'm
1: sure entrepreneurs say that a lot too oh, for, i'm for sure all types of fields basically anything I, that you want when to When a show do, yeah when <laughs> yeah. when i've had those kind of shows um which, as you progress in comedy, you kind of have them less and less sure, at, it that, at that at that degree. You have it at that between. you sure. have it at that that bombing thing yeah, yeah. becomes less and less. But it's just the degree of how good the show goes, right?
0: Right. 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 Um,
1: but yeah, I've had I had those moments where I'm like, do I really want to do this? Yeah. How would you
0: define a bomb? Then is that like is that like a full just like 15 minutes of zero. Yeah,
1: breaths. I think everyone, I mean, some people's de- definitions might be different. Mine would be like, oh my God, you want to get off stage mm. and you're just like outside of your body watching yourself. Yeah. And you're like, you can feel that the audience is embarrassed for you. Mm. I think that's like a full bomb.
0: Yeah. yeah and then yeah.
1: you're like, I just want to get off stage and like, maybe you get off stage early and mm. you just like had a terrible time. I think yeah. that's a full bomb.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, that, that. That's not a good feeling. But, but then
0: the opposite of that yeah. has to be the best Oh, thing. the
1: opposite of that. Yeah. And and I've had veteran comics give me advice. They're like, in, in the beginning, they were like, enjoy all of it, even the bombing. I'm like, what are you talking How? about? <laughs> yeah. But they're like, that's, and then they they always say, you know, I had a friend say this to me the other day. He's like, I remember those nights when I bombed 10 years ago and then I got like better, so much better because of them, hmm. you know, and athletes will say that too, maybe yeah. about their worst game or yeah. whatever. The,
0: the difference for comedians, I think is just because it's, it's so visceral, you Yeah, know? like, on, like it happens as entrepreneur all the time and, and happens to athletes or whatever. But for, I think for comics, it's, 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 it's
1: subjective. You don't, Yeah. whereas like, like with an athlete, they can be like, well, I didn't. Like, yeah,
0: like I didn't score points yeah. or whatever. You know, and, and and but to your point, like I don't know, there, there's there's gotta be that's why I give so much credit to, mm-hmm. s- to stand up comedians because like they're they're you're you're doing something that that is risking social capital. You yeah know what I'm saying? And then like yeah, you're when putting it's yourself not accepted, yeah, it's 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 like a public failure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even as a podcaster, it's like you can fail a bunch, but You don't get that immediate direct. Yeah, you can't bomb as a (laughs) podcast. Right, exactly. Like even if nobody's listening or it sucks, it's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna suck at the beginning, but like I don't have to like see the look on the audience's face when I suck. Yeah. I mean, I can not pay attention to feedback on my podcast for three years until I'm good at it. You know what I mean? But what if you're in Mm -hmm. there, like you literally can't. Because if you can't master the audience, then you're never going to make it as a comic to begin with. And mm-hmm. so that, that it's just way more That's to true. me. It's like so, so much more visceral to, yeah. to be in that stage. But but also uh, also to the other extreme as well. When you're when you're killing, mm-hmm. it's got to be like one of the best feelings. Oh, yes, it's know, a great possible. feeling.
1: And it's it's it sounds cheesy, but you're like making all these people's days and you're entertaining yeah. them and you're like the reason that they get to escape their stress or their. Right job and they went out with their friends that's like a really good feeling i I, this monday just two days ago i I felt so great i did some new jokes and they worked and just felt so amazing and and you're like you just had a blast and then you really feel like you're living in your purpose Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's kind of like i'm like oh i got this gift like i'm using it right Mm -hmm. now i'm using my gift and it it feels really good yeah yeah and then
0: if you could if you could snap your fingers Mm -hmm. and instantly be you know top five of any one of the things that you do. Oh, that's a tough one. What would you choose? But you could never do any of the other things again.
1: Oh. So
0: like, you know, influencer, social media videos, YouTube, whatever. Um, you're telling stand-up me choose comedy, between
1: acting and comedy?
0: Stand-up comedy, acting, directing, writing, producing. Like if you're just like Ooh. instantly snap your fingers, Ooh. top five.
1: Well, it's, it's between acting and stand-up. So okay. uh, it's those two, but that's a really tough one. Because I want to be like a great actress and have fun and be on camera. And then I also want to be like so great at stand-up and entertain in both ways. Yeah. So I guess for the sake of entertainment, I'll choose one, snap my fingers, be the top five like in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's just go with acting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: I, I think that's – It's tough. I I've, The stand-ups are going to be like, you don't really love it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You're a fraud. <laughs> exactly. That means you don't love it. I knew you were doing it <laughs> <Yeah>. for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, you said snap your fingers. So. It, it would be, it would be, it would be a very, very difficult choice. Yeah, I, you know. It, yeah, I, they're
1: both. That's why when you said, "What's your goals?" It's like it's they yeah. equally are both. And and then I, luckily I have people I look up to that do both. Yeah. That that one translates to the other and vice sure. versa. Yeah, and then yeah. you get to put some of your stand-up premises in the show or in the movie. And yeah,
0: yeah. right, right. I've seen um, e- like uh, even Bert Kreischer's movie that came out recently yeah you know? it, it, i love seeing stuff like that happen where it's just like just like a person that decided to get in, like, yeah. to an open mic one night and now like 30 years later it's so you cool. have a movie where mark hamill plays your dad like that's, that's so cool. awesome yeah. like, you grew up in the 80s watching luke skywalker on tv now he's playing yeah your dad you know, I, like, yeah. it's awesome
1: And I I just thought of Sasha Baron Cohen's Mm. journey when you asked me that question. And I'm like, just seeing how he went from like Ollie G on Comedy Central Mm -hmm. to, you know, all the way, just such amazing work and how collaborative it it is. Yes. That he sits at a table with comedic writers and they film. I'm sure there's so much improv and there's, it just
0: looks so fun. It looks fun. Yeah, exactly. It looks
1: so fun and that it's, that's, he's an inspiration of mine for sure because he does characters and accents and transforms yeah. and plays. Same with Eddie Murphy, one of my mm. biggest inspirations. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's. With the Nutty one Professor the, and the, the Clumps. And yeah, one, he's one of my biggest inspirations. And so, yeah.
0: What a. What, uh... How do you like to consume comedy? Like, do you like watching sitcoms or stand-up or like- I what?
1: like everything. Okay. I appreciate all forms. I love a, a funny TikTok. I love sitcoms. Yeah. I love a stand-up special. I'm like looking at everything. Yeah. I love it all. Whatever if it makes, makes laugh. me laugh and I have equal ex- respect for YouTubers as I, as I do it to stand-ups. Yeah. Like it's it's all these awesome platforms that- mm-hmm. You know, we have. So I, I look at everything. I what try about, to look at everything.
0: What about other entertainment? Or are you like mostly comedy? Like if, um, if, no. you, if you looked at your entire entertain, entertainment mm-hmm. consumption as a whole. Yeah. Are, like what percentage of it is comedy?
1: Um, Probably like 75%. Okay. I'm. Um, Fun fact. And this has happened in the most recent few years. I am very much becoming very sensitive to scary movies. Mm. And I wasn't like that as a teen. Interesting. So I could watch. I watched The Saw with my friends, and then yeah. sleepover at their house. No problem. <laughs> like you know, you're like a little scared when it's dark and you're alone in your house. Like I remember watching the scariest movies when I was a teen. Yeah. Whether it's by yourself or usually with your friends, sure, like a sleepover, sure. or maybe on a date when you're like 17, uh-huh. right, with a guy. And the older I get, I c- it's really hard for me to deal with like a lot of violence and like. I, I don't know, so that's just a weird fun fact. And that then I fact. forgot who it was. It's usually the opposite. I think, think it was, it was like a major model with like definitely at least thirty million followers. I okay. forgot who it was, but she posted that she's also really sensitive hmm. to like violence and scary movies now. And then I kind of read the comments, and it was like a lot of women being like "Me too, me too, me oh, too." Interesting. And then here's another funny story. So I, not to name drop, but I did like a little podcast thing with Dr. Phil, yeah, and I told him about it because I wanted to know like, is there like a science behind that? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Huh, I guess you're just sensitive to that," you know? Like <laughs> he didn't know, he didn't have like this concrete. Yeah, I was like, right. it's just funny. I can't. Um, I watched um, Patel. Am I saying that right? What is it on, on Netflix? It was one of the the know. top movies, um, and it, it's it's great. Uh, shout out to Dion Taylor, the director. <laughs> But it was so much violence, and I, I was just like, I, I handled it. Mm. But my adrenaline is pumping, and I sound like a grandma, but it's true. Hmm.
0: That is interesting. And there's nothing
1: wrong with being a grandma. See, look at what I'm scared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm really, just trying. Isn't to Isn't that you an interesting
1: fact, that. though?
0: It is. No, it really is. It, it's it's interesting too that there's a bunch of other like women that. Yeah, that felt I'm sure the same it could way.
1: be men too. But I I was I just think that um. I just want things. I just want to watch like happy things. And I, I mm. tried watching Squid Game with my parents. Yeah. Also, amazing production and acting. Mm-hmm. I love the story behind the writers and directors and how big it got. I mm-hmm. watched the first episode and I'm like, it's too much blood.
0: Mm. Interesting. Are you going to watch the? But I could. Saw I could
1: be in it though, because when you're on set, it's totally sure. different. Sure. So I could be in it if all the directors <laughs> heard that. <I> could <laughs> to be still clear, do it. I yeah. could, so, it's <laughs> so different than when you're watching it.
0: So you're going to watch the new Saw movie then?
1: Is there one or are you joking? Yeah, no, no,
0: those are they're legit, No. Yeah. Um it's coming out.
1: Do you remember watching those and just being like, "Well, why did
0: I do that?" Well, fun fact, <laughs> I watched so uh so I grew up deeply religious. So okay. I didn't I wasn't really allowed to watch much or uh-huh. like even play video games that were not rated everyone. Yeah. Um so <clears throat> in college uh we did a road trip cuz I was on the on the uh basketball team and we were driving Across the country from like California to I think mm-hmm. like somewhere on Oklahoma or something. Yeah. For a basketball tournament. And <clears throat> for some reason, uh, one of my buddies was just like, we should watch Saw. Cause <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, the story is so cool though. It's like a great story. It's not just like just for gore or whatever. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, just
1: chopping off your Achilles tendon. That's, yeah, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, so that road trip. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed travis just go to indeed.com slash travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed here on the podcast indeed.com slash travis terms and conditions apply if you need hire, you need indeed we like started with saw one and we watched like we didn't finish until five o'clock in the morning in oklahoma vlog that (laughs) yeah right um and we watched oh like gosh. Saw one all the way through. I think Saw six was out at that time, so we watched six Saw movies like back to back to back to back to back. How and, many
1: nightmares did you have?
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say we. So we were we were in the hotel, and we start uh, we, we we pulled an all nighter, like accidentally, just continually yeah. watching because the story unfolding was actually a good storyline. Yeah, know? it like hooks you in and draws you in, and the, and it starts. You know, there's a congruent timeline yeah. that starts happening or whatever and so we just kept watching them And so we we pulled an all-nighter on accident and yeah. we got up at like 5 30 a.m we we're like i mean we can't go to sleep right now so yeah. let's just go down and get some breakfast you know so we like all just walked downstairs mm-hmm. uh in the hotel to like go get the whatever continental breakfast yeah and i just remember like sitting there um by myself at the table before everybody else came and sat down and i was just like so aware of my surroundings because like yeah. when you watch that much that like you feel like you're in that world, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, like if you're watching that, that many consistent things, and especially if you do it through the middle of the night, because you feel dazed and yeah, and it's you're sleep deprived, back. and you know you you're in this world. I was just I was so I was sitting there, I felt so weird. I was just like. I feel like any second somebody with like a fucking you're like pig, are my friends about to walk hurt me? The are my
1: friends about to betray me yeah. right now? You're like looking at your friends. It
0: was a concentration of violence, uh, the yeah. likes of which I had not experienced to that point in my life. Um, so I know you're watching the new Saw, but I'm not. I yeah, I probably will. I yeah. probably will. I, I haven't watched any of them since then. So um, that's a but lot. I probably will watch the new Saw. Um, I've heard though, it's less violent than some of the past ones. Yeah. They, they tried to focus more on like the story. it uh, was a buddy of mine, um, was interviewing a bunch of the the people for it, uh, mm-hmm. for, for the movie. And so he got a pre-screening and he was nice. like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's like way more tame than, okay. than the other ones were. So maybe there's, maybe there's something there. <laughs> maybe you should watch it. That's maybe. all I'm saying. That's a big, maybe. <laughs> um, okay. So 75%. Of, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, his comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his favorite sitcom of all time.
1: Oh. I loved Full House.
0: Full House was great.
1: That was just pure happiness. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Always a good lesson.
1: I always liked, you, that's a show when you're young <laughs> that you could just rewatch the episodes.
0: Yeah. when I, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It was always, it, that was on a bunch when I was a kid, for sure, because it was clean. Yeah. And as a kid, it was funny. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Also,
0: I had a massive crush on the Olsen twins. So I was watching like all of their stuff, you know, at the time, I don't know when I was like 11 (laughs) or 12 or whatever, I was just like watching all of the movies that they made, you know? Yeah. Um, If you were gonna insert yourself in the cast Mm -hmm. of a sitcom, purely for how fun you think it would have been to work on that show, Mm -hmm. which one would it be? Ooh. Hmm. like not necessarily for the success of the show or what it did for their careers. Like what, which one you're like, that just seems like they had a blast doing that. And it would have been fun to be a part of it.
1: The Cosby show. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is like just kidding so fast just so we couldn't cut it. Dang. I got to right commit afterwards. to the jokes and not say, just kidding. <laughs>
1: yeah. The Cosby show. Yeah. Um, But beyond that, yeah. fresh Prince, that looks like a really fun cast.
0: That's true.
1: I, um, Yeah, I think I could be yeah, a funny Fresh friend. Yeah, would be good.
0: I think, funny classmate. I feel like The Office was probably just- Yeah, The Office. One of those shows that you just had, I feel like he just gotta be, he you know, always yeah. had to be cracking up behind yeah. the scenes.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say The yeah. Office we for going more current, because I was thinking of throwbacks when I was little, but oh, yeah. yeah, The yeah. Office I think would be, I'd be another Office member.
0: Yeah, Steve Carell is just masterful yeah. in that. It's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so- He could
1: pass as his brother or something.
0: I could, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, he's a cool guy. Take that as I would you like will. to have him as my brother. Yeah, Corel tubal- Chapel is like yeah. kind of similar. I thought C-A-L-L. that's why I did this. That's why I said yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close enough. Yeah, it's actually closer to Dave Chappelle. Yeah, uh, but we look less alike. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. you'll get Dave on. You'll get him on soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like yeah. three months away oh, from we're it. We're tight.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you are. I want to go back to the timeline of your career a little bit here. So you are in New York Mm -hmm. and doing a bunch of side gigs and all that stuff. Um, And you said you're traveling to LA to do collabs and start kind of the creator online space. Mm -hmm. At what point did that really start becoming more... At the center of your attention, because you obviously spent you've spent a good amount of time doing it now.
1: Yeah, uh, it with took the following years. that you've
0: built, and that has not happened overnight. Yeah, contrary <laughs> to what most people think. Yeah, it took a um, lot of years. Um, yeah, so tell me about that.
1: Um, I would say so. I still lived in New York, but I would do a lot of LA trips. Okay. But I would say, gotta give a shout out to Cardi B because, like, I did a Cardi <laughs> B impression. You know what I'm saying? And she reposted it. Oh, you know what I saying? She reposted me. And, like, I got, a, like, a lot of followers from that. Like, I got, like, a lot of her followers. So, like, I got to thank her. Like, I got, like, a lot of New York street cred. Why the fuck are you laughing at me? Sorry, I just said the F word. Beat that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just really confuse these producers. Like, what the... F- what the hell is happening? So, that was a big, like, a lot of my stuff got... You re- cast, by the way. A lo- okay, but yeah. A lot of the but well, you could be bit out. <laughs> a lot of my stuff got reposted. So thank you to everyone that's reposted me. Um yeah. that that uh like thank you, Cardi and, and um shout out to World Star. They reposted a lot of my videos and mm. I did like um I did like some comedy raps. Okay. And I did Kim K impressions that they reposted and sometimes when you're whatever, going viral, I guess let's use that term. Yeah. Loosely. Um you can't really see everybody that's reposting you. So I would have some posts where I like would get like 40,000 followers in a week. And, you know, some of my fellow creators, they they have that happen often because they're at like millions and millions and millions. Sure. But, uh, yeah, that kind of just the momentum. Then you kept the momentum going. And then like any business, which is interesting, you have ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, wait, this is going slower now. Like it's been quiet this week. And then you have another video that's funny or you have like a – Stand-up clip that does really well. So that just kind of started taking off and then – Because
0: you were starting that from scratch essentially. Yeah, totally. Like you just had like – like everybody had social media. Yeah, I remember having –
1: I remember having 2,000 followers. Okay. And it's, I don't know if you remember Instagram when it was way back and like, it's just all about pictures, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And then I, you know, whenever the video feature came out and I remember when stories first came out, that wasn't always there. Oh yeah. They stole it it from Snapchat Yeah, (laughs) and
0: then dominated it.
1: Yeah. So it just kept building and building and then I got paid opportunities from it. Hmm. And um, I'm very thankful that I had people to look up to that had followings, big followings and kind of knew the business side of it and- how to monetize it and then you know facebook gets monetized and tiktok and uh, same with my tiktok it was like uh, some videos that just really went off yeah, you know yeah. and people love the impressions people love impressions it's like a magic trick yeah so that kind of all just concurrently happened um and yeah and then you just keep going and
0: how many videos you think you made before you had one that went viral
1: ooh i like that gary v question to do reps <laughs> It's hard to put a number on it, but I mean, I think just like maybe maybe like it felt like maybe like one in twenty were kind of like going crazy at that time. Okay. Whatever whatever that means. At that time. And again, the algorithm is so different now, and that's a whole other conversation. Like
0: But this is like after you're already seeing momentum. Yeah.
1: So maybe when I was at like two hundred thousand followers, I feel like it was there was a point where like all of us and my peers, we were like getting a million views, like kind of like more easy. Mm. You still, it still has to be a good video. Sure, like, sure. Like, of course, but I, it maybe felt that way at the time. Yeah. Or maybe we were all just like kind of all working together and reposting each other's videos, which I, this is probably interesting to people that don't do social media. But, but uh, there was just, there's just such a great network of creators here that, yeah. you know, there would be collab days where you'd meet at somebody's house and like 15 people are there. Or five to 15 people. It's not always 15. And you're like, here's my video idea. Let's shoot it. Here's your video idea. You take turns. Hey, can you shoot this? Hey, can you light this? And you Hmm. do a whole content day. Nice. I know creators that would like shoot 10 videos in a day. And then like the next 10 days is about editing and posting. There's Hmm. no right or wrong. Sure. So I'm sure that like,
0: you know, answers that
1: question. Yeah, like.
0: Cause, yeah, because we have a bunch of, you know, people that watch and listen to the show that are entrepreneurs. Yeah. That are, that are, they're trying to hack the content game. They're trying to do something in content because Gary Vee tells them they should. You yeah, know keep doing But they, but they doing have your like reps. whatever, like a window washing business or they have a whatever. Yeah, you know, and they want to just start with social flo- media. They're a florist, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to post. So like hearing yeah. what the like creation schedule of full-time content creators is, is, is extremely helpful yeah. and valuable for them for sure.
1: And I think like- you know, to give him one more shout out, Gary, like Gary V says, if you're adding value, whether it's educating, mm-hmm. entertaining, informing, yeah. like they will come. If you're yeah. putting out that good work and you're being your authentic self.
0: I love the collaborative ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the show's called Travis Makes Friends. It used yeah. to be called Build Your Network. I used to run masterminds and group coaching oh, cool. and events and all this I other stuff. That. And uh, I am very big believer in... You know, if you want to go, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together.
1: Yeah, and, I saw that on Instagram today.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm curious on how you like initiated some of the relationships that you have with some of the creators that you were kind of coming mm-hmm. up with. Like, you know, how did you meet those people? Were you reaching out? Were you DMing them? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's do something together. Let's work together. Did you just meet them at a coffee shop? Like, how did those relationships come about?
1: Yeah, I think it's a a combination of a lot of things, just how you would make friends in general. Yeah. Like I, I I probably sent a few DMs with, you know, an idea for somebody mm-hmm. and they liked the idea. You know, always adding value. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'll get messages like, hey, let's work. And it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I get, that's like the most common DM I get. Let's hey, work. let's work or Fire hey, let's emoji. collab. Yeah, And it's, I appreciate it. I yeah. do, I'm flattered. But what- Whereas you By know By doing what? Yeah. And so I on, would always send a detailed DM if I wanted yeah. to work with somebody and specific I'd, ask. Yeah. Specific ask and, and then and if it's a no, that's okay. Yeah. And then so or and then meeting people organically too. You know, you meet one person here and the stand up circle is small in some ways. So you meet somebody who does stand up but is also a creator and you yeah. just kind of keep meeting new people and keep putting yourself out there and you go to the content house and then you've just met 10 new people. Yeah. So it just kind of kept unraveling like that. And same if you're an entrepreneur, go to those events, send a DM with a specific ask that adds value. And, you know, um, I think that it's just like it's about reps too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I like the expression, you know, figure it out and keep trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like maybe you think you're trying but are you really trying? I mm-hmm. ask myself that all the time. Yeah. Because we tell ourselves, well, I, well, I tried. I, I messaged three people and they said, no. Yeah. Well, don't be a stalker, but try whatever you're trying, maybe more than right. what you're trying. Or, but or did you
0: message 300 people? Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. So
1: I think that's with everything in life. that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've learned as I keep maturing and evolving in life is yeah. if you really want something and you keep going at it and you keep trying and changing and asking and, Don't be afraid to ask, you know, I'm not a veteran comedian at all. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very flattered that I'm on your podcast, but I'm still learning from the greats. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not afraid to like ask them advice and, and, uh, you know, not have an ego.
0: The ability to handle rejection is like directly correlated with success in any area But especially I think when it comes to like comedy, acting, Mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurship, sales, like there, there are some, like every area it's crucial, but there are some areas that I think where it's even more important. Yeah. Um, And like you said, if it's, it's one of the, it's one of the weirdest fears to me, I guess what I'm trying to say is the fear of rejection. Oh, like what if this doesn't work?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just,
0: it's, it's a, it's a fear that everybody feels that most people Mm -hmm. feel. um, But at the end of the day, if you are too afraid to ever ask for anything, you're only ever going to, like the worst case scenario is, is that you're smell? in the same position that you're in yeah. right now.
1: If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Yeah, and I right. think I never, I, I I think I'm pretty brave when yeah. it comes to like asking for things. And when I was in my young twenties, mm-hmm. I know, surprise, I'm not 22, you guys. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I think I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid of how I looked or for yeah. asking advice. Hey, I know you've been doing this a really long time. Like you have 5 million followers. Wow, I love this video. You know, um, I thought of this idea for us, like no pressure. Yeah. See, so yeah, I'm giving you guys a template. Should I teach a class? That's perfect. Um, And then if you're, you know, like That's you perfect. said, like a really specific business, let's say that you own a restaurant or an accounting firm and, and you're not gonna be really looking for collabs. So mm-hmm. You want your own, you know, you want to do your own content too, Yeah. yeah. you know, you have, that information that adds value, you have a hook, you make it fun, mm-hmm. you use your personality, you, you know, I think that there's uh but yeah, I can see how starting from scratch with social media could be daunting for some people. Intimidating for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause yeah. I started, you know, like I said, years ago. So,
0: and that's, that's what I like. That's why I like to talk about it because like I said, people people look at you now and yeah. see you now and make certain judgments about how you got where you are or, or what it took yeah, to get where you Yeah. Or if they just see my like, page,
1: they, they don't know my story. So they could yeah. think, did she just get a million in the last year? Yeah. Did she, you know,
0: um. Well, you said you've been working on it since 2015. Yeah. So we're coming up on a decade.
1: Yeah. And I I remember when so. I was in, I was in acting class and it's funny how I just have some of these vivid memories. I remember I was like stuck at like, I was in the 400s for a long time. Okay. And I'm like, I just want to get to half a million, you know? And it's like with any other business, I'm like, what makes them laugh? Like what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of like keep going, keep creating, keep going. And then,
0: yeah. Do, do you have a schedule you stick to?
1: No. I don't have a content schedule. I have like a content calendar that says like, on this day I can post this. Don't always stick to it, but it's just nice to like see it and then move things around. Yeah. But um, don't necessarily have like a content day. I think I try to with my lovely sister and assistant who's here, I try to at the top of the week say, let's try to do it like this. Sure. It changes a lot. Yeah, yeah. It changes a lot.
0: Uh, How many, you think like on on an average month, Mm -hmm. how many posts go out?
1: Ooh, average month. Well, there's definitely months that are busier than others. Sure. So the last month I've been doing a lot more stand up. So I'd say I'd been doing like one or two posts a week. Okay. Um, And then if I'm like really having more extra time to create content, like three posts a week.
0: Okay. But, All, do you have like.
1: Well, you said a month, but I know what the difference between month and week is. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens, yeah you guys Dozens. do the math okay
0: yeah. Um. so is there topics you try to stick to is the, is, is, there, is there any abortion. sort of structure <laughs> abortion thank you uh, yeah. that's, that's what I wanted to hear that's the social media that's, clip <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll be the perfect teaser for yeah. this episode yeah Um. or like is there is there any structure around how you think about putting out that content or is it really just like you know, I have this document that I just constantly throw jokes into. Yeah, I have a document. It sparks something that makes me want to do a video and I go do that video. Yeah,
1: I'll give you guys a little sneak peek. Okay. I have a file on my computer. It is called Google Docs. And there's a chart that I have. And then it says, I would like to film this. I would like to write this. And I would like to post this. And then there's hmm. like a chart that I have with the calendar. Nice. And that is helpful. Even the on the post stuff, it's, it's pictures that are already ready and content. And sometimes life gets so busy. I'm going to name drop. I have these pictures with Joe Coy from a show that I did with him. Mm -hmm. I did the show in July. I still want to post them. (laughs) Things have been so crazy. So I'm just going to figure out a way out, you know? Yeah. It's like, it just sometimes shifts around. Yeah. So it's on my calendar (laughs) and that was in July. So, but, uh, it's all, it's all good think problems to have right when you just oh, sure. like you, i just have a lot of content backed up and then you get inspired and you're like i want to film something like that
0: so the show is called travis makes friends yeah are um, we friends yeah i mean you tell me natalie are we i friends? think so yeah i think officially yeah right? we've been like communicating but yeah yeah this feels like more friendship
1: and you said you're related to dave Chappelle, so yeah we're right. friends
0: yeah no, yeah. We're, we're, no we're, we're actually related no yeah
1: <laughs> he has an extra
0: e on his last name but yeah, yeah whatever same thing um so I'm curious because I find that ironically, in a time like we are the most connected we've ever been, mm-hmm. technically, mm-hmm. from digital perspective. Mm-hmm. But we are also the most disconnected, factually, than we've ever been in terms of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Like more people report loneliness now than <sighs> ever before. That makes me sad, yeah. So that's why I'm a big believer in hey, get out, go meet people, build mm-hmm. friendships. Um, first question along those lines how do i'm you... lonely sorry <laughs> just been just, just been waiting there the whole time yeah yeah oh uh, wh- how do you think about creating new friendships? Do you think about it? Is that something you active or like proactively work on mm-hmm. um and then if so, how?
1: yeah, I try to always think about my life as a uh a wheel what's what's the term? why am I blanking just a wheel right like a graph? So. With yeah. all the different pies, a pie chart. Pie, pie chart, pie chart. There we go. There we go. Yeah, we just tied with that. <laughs> I try to always think like it's the health, it's the family, it's the friends, it's yeah. the spiritual, it's the work. Mm-hmm. And in some chapters of my life, like the beginning of this year, it was just so much work and like not hanging out with friends as much, mm-hmm. or like I'd see my friends with the work. And then there's sure. I'm like, with my saying, parents. You're for, saying
0: the friends that you work with. You'll see yeah, those yeah. So yeah, that yeah.
1: kind of you feel like you're hanging out with them because I, I work with a lot of my friends. Sure. Um and then there's a month where like I'm in Minnesota with my family so that so to answer that question broadly it's like it is a priority. And um I I want to make time for my friends and I I try to and I do. Yeah. And I'm always open to meeting new friends. You know, yeah. there's friends that you you know a uh, quantity of years is great but mm-hmm. sometimes you you could meet a friend tomorrow that you know, ends up being your friend for life. Just your people. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always open to meeting new friends. I'm really thankful for my current friends. And, you know, I was talking to a friend about this the other day, like, and you hear it on podcasts too, like cutting off toxic people and friends and all that. And like friendship breakups are a real thing Mm -hmm. too. Like you can't really go through a life as an adult and say like, I stayed friends with everyone. And I, and if I want you can, to. I want to be probably friends. Probably a
0: little bit of a problem.
1: Yeah, and you know? it's like, um, so yeah, I love making new friends and nourishing those relationships. And sometimes it's hard because of travel and busy schedules. And then yeah. I love those friends where if you don't see them for nine months and you just pick up like you never left. Totally. And yeah, those are I the best. love those. So
0: that's what happens though when you go make friends based on commonalities or common yeah. interests or things that you know that you, or at least common values to a yeah. certain extent. Cause like a lot of my friends now is like I, I have friends all over the political spectrum, religious spectrum, yeah. like all these different people that are in my life now that mm-hmm. maybe when I was a kid I would have been like, no way I'd ever be friends with somebody like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now they're better friends than the people that I knew back then. Yeah. You know, and and, and I, I think I think that it's a testament to the fact that it's because when I've when I when I decided That I wanted to pursue a certain path for my life, even though none of the people that I knew in my life were on that path, though, everybody else that I met on that path also did that kind of like what you like your story, right? Like, yeah, the uh, the people that leave the Midwest to go to New York, uh, go to L.A. because they feel this pull to Mm -hmm. entertainment or acting or comedy or something like those are your people. Yeah, You know, because there's not a lot of people that leave that. Like Mm -hmm. if they have that strong family friendship unit in, Mm -hmm. you know, Minnesota or in Iowa or, you know, South Dakota or whatever, like they tend to just stay there because that's what feels the safest. And that's the path that they choose. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, But then when you when you're like, ah, that's not me, though. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I want to do something different. Yeah. And then you go do that, even though you're leaving all those people behind in a in a sense. You're meeting the people at those places that also did that. Is yeah. my point. Yep. So like, you immediately have this like camaraderie, this yeah. this like this commonality that draws you closer to those people. Like what I say, like they're your people. Yeah. So like, you don't have to work as hard at those relationships when it's just like we share similar values, we share similar interests. Yeah. And like you're somebody that like like we can be we can be genuine friends. You know, as long as we treat each other correctly. You know what I mean. So I, I just. I'm always telling like, don't – you don't have to go purposefully, like, cut off people unless it's extremely toxic, yeah, like, in an yeah. extreme situation, right? But a lot of times it's just going to be that when you pursue your interests and they pursue their interests, if those interests don't align, you're just going to yeah. naturally grow away from those people. And
1: I think it's about desire if you want to keep those relationships. and mm-hmm. And to your point, you said you have friends that are all sorts of, you know, political preferences and religious mm-hmm. – religions and ethnicities and – I, I think that we've, as a society, become so judgy and labely and mm-hmm. like, well, this person's blue and this person's red. And like, yep. I don't know, maybe one of your best friend, best friends is out there who's the opposite, right. you know, political preference of you or, or, or yep. you know, and I think that we're just labeling each other so much, especially on social media. And then with COVID, there were, you know, as you oh, heard, gosh. all these family arguments about yep. vaccines and everything and just we we took the human out of it and mm-hmm. like, like you said, like you, you if you want to have friends that are all the same things as you, that's okay too. Yeah. But I really try to keep an open mind. Yeah. And um, I think that we need to judge each other less. I think we need to get to know each other and if you are lonely, which is a real thing, kind of like what we said about the social media strategy, like keep trying, go to events yeah. and like be your authentic self mm-hmm. and like send it you know i met a a friend that's a girl through a dm because like i messaged her something and like yeah. we became friends that way so yeah. like there's so many the blessing about the technology and the social media is that you could make friends and i think there's even like uh, i think one of my friends said that there's like friendship apps to like meet friends i've never tried that but one of my friends yeah. said she's trying it cuz she exist, just yeah. moved yeah. so i'd say the same thing applies or even
0: like meetup.com you yeah, know, you can go yeah, I told my grandma to a get on that group or yeah. you know, chess club or Yeah, I think whatever. that's all amazing yeah.
1: stuff and if you take yoga classes, talk to that person and if mm-hmm. you're like I don't want to talk to people when I go to the gym, that's okay too. But yeah, yeah I think that I I uh I wish I could cure loneliness. I wish I could. Yeah. It makes me sad when well, you know, especially
0: when you realize how how crucial it is
1: relationships are so important and to everything and i know you're big on statistics and articles and that you know the the research that's out there that like loneliness is the equivalent to smoking cigarettes yeah same with sitting all day like we yep. know those things and i've seen documentaries and read articles from harvard and everywhere that that relationships are so important yeah and you know like i said i have chapters in life where i'm like going really hard with work and i haven't really like sure. Had fun with my friends and I at least try to like text or you know, right, have those right. girlfriends that you send seven minute audio text to. Shout out to you guys for <laughs> for that. And then you're record you're recording an audio message. The worst is somebody calls you. You're recording, you. somebody calls. Apple, iPhone, who's in charge of engineering? Yeah.
0: We makes need to fix no that.
1: Sense. We need to because but and then it doesn't like it should just save what you've done.
0: Right. Right. Just save it, what you've done. Let the, the call come thing.
1: in. Or because I, I told you I put a lot of alarms in my phone. Oh yeah. If that alarm comes off, that the whole three minutes, mm. I needed to send that. And so you can't let's skip get through.
0: That. Like you can't, you can't increase the speed. That's you. Think oh that's such yeah, because you thing. can on WhatsApp. You can on WhatsApp. You can, you can on Instagram and you now. Can slow it down. Instagram so, just came out with that themselves. I, you I can, love like, audio text. I do too. But I love them. I, I hate Some people, that it, You know
1: those people that are like, you
0: Why'd say, you send me this? Yeah. It's
1: like. Do you want it's, me to call you? Yeah, it's so, exactly. It's so much
0: easier. I would, I'd love to do it, but Apple, like you're saying, is making it so damn difficult. Yeah. I don't understand it. Just like, so, make it easier. Yeah. I don't understand. Make but, it more like a walkie-talkie. Like, you know, allow me to, allow me to have a conversation with somebody through audio messages where it actually makes sense. Where yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. AI could easily search yeah. through and transcribe in real time to still let you search through. Because that's like the worst part about audio for me is like if I try to go back and find something in a conversation, it was like, yeah. oh shit, that was audio. No way I'm gonna find that yeah. message because I can't search it. You know, but you should yeah. be able to search it. You know what I mean? Like you should be able just yeah. to search the transcript because uh, we'll get there. With AI the can do that so quickly. Yeah. So Apple just hasn't put enough thought into the audio thing. But I think if more people just keep doing it, so audio people, stay strong. Yeah. You know, stay strong out there. Stuff. Stay strong. Stay
1: strong. <laughs> all, my, all my girls that are sending nine-minute audios yeah. and you're repeating the same thing seven times, it could have been three minutes.
0: You say, but yeah. Like but yeah, times. so like,
1: yeah. You know, like the girls anyway. in LA when they go, no, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> Isn't it the word is for that like, just maybe? Yeah. Like,
1: which one is it? Yeah, no. Like, well, I think no, if it's, yeah. If it's
0: no, yeah.
1: Then it's... It's yes. Yeah. And if it's yeah no, yeah, no. then it's, it's no.
0: Right, but it could I'm just dizzy, be the one word, <laughs> or it could be maybe you could just say no. Like yeah, yeah
1: no, like yeah like no yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Like I was, and then the ooh, oh, my friend group from Minnesota, I love them. We use the word actually so much mm. that we made it almost an inside joke. Like yeah, we'll yeah. we'll exaggerate it when we're talking. We'll be like actually, <laughs> literally. <laughs>
0: S- literally so
1: many adjectives and literally yeah. is
0: one for sure that is overused
1: and then yeah sometimes i say honestly and my friend will be like so are the other things you're saying not honest right yeah right. they're all fucking lies <laughs> I love. oh when, wow we got we got ghosts yeah, in the building I know.
0: it's coming down <laughs> um yeah literally is one where it's funny how often it's used when it's literally not being used literally. Yeah. Like somebody will take, you'll take the time to say the word literally. Yeah. And then say something exaggerative yeah. or say, say something that's hyperbole. And it's like, that's literally not what literally means. Why did you even yeah. say a different word? Just put a different word in there. Why are you using the word that yeah. doesn't even make any sense for that, yeah. for what you're trying to say? Uh, LA verbiage though. No cap. LA vocabulary. No No cap. No cap. <laughs> Oh okay. God! Yeah, yeah. Well, Natalie, um,
1: this has been mad fun.
0: It's been a, it's been a blast. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Um, I got to ask you. I got to ask you one more question before we sign off. Okay. Uh, it's a question I've asked hundreds of people, okay. so I try to ask it whenever I remember to. Sometimes I don't remember for some reason, but sometimes I do. Who you know, or what you know? Which one of those is more yeah. important in life?
1: Dun 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 dun. Then well, I think what you know first, because then you can go all meet you can meet all the who's later. Okay.
0: Because if you know
1: all the who's and then there's nothing in your brain, what are the who's gonna do for you?
0: That's true. Then what are you gonna do for the who's mic
1: drop. Yeah. (laughs) Is this a doctor seuss? I was gonna say,
0: I literally (laughs) was gonna say it sounds like Doctor Seuss wrote that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that's my answer. <laughs> okay, great.
0: Great. We'll wrap it right there. Thanks. Know, Thanks right for having
1: there. me. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. And, and uh, I was going to
0: say anything that you're working on right now that we can go check out?
1: Yeah, I'm always announcing new shows. I'm doing a fall and winter tour. So my Instagram great. is my name, Natalie Friedman. Friedman is spelled like Friedman. Constantly posting all my shows on there. I perform in LA quite a bit, and so check out if I'm coming to your city. Sweet, and say that you saw me. um Let's have a code for your people if they come to my shows. Uh, let's
0: yeah, something like something about friendship.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just we're be, friends. Or just be like, "Hi, we're friends. Let's be friends." Yeah, we're yeah, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I do all the announcements on usually on my Instagram and TikTok and things At like that.
0: Natalie. Friedman yep. F R I E D M A N yep.
1: Friedman is spelled like Friedman.
0: Got it. At Natalie Friedman. Go check out Thank you, everything guys. Natalie's putting out there. Like some videos. Follow her if you're not already. Tell her you heard about her here on the show. Natalie, it's been a blast. Thank so you. For Thanks
1: for having me. Yes, I love the work you're doing. Keep going.
0: Yes, ma'am, we'll do That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to Travischapel.com/slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's Travischapel.com team.